We are very excited about today's show, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us. So what I have for you, Stephen, this is such an important part of your pageant wardrobe because you're not always going to be glitz and glam. Sometimes you will be in the workout room, rehearsals, or just relaxing. So this is the Pageant Planet Pageant t-shirt collection and they are so adorable so soft so comfortable and a little bit cheeky which i like a lot (laughs) okay give us some i guess examples of what are on these these t-shirts so they're plain t-shirts again super high blend so they're very comfortable and they have cute little quotes so we have i'm kind of famous queen status single taken and pursuing the crown and that's my favorite it's so cute the way it's formatted it's like the check boxes so single and taken are not checked and then of course pursuing the crown is checked so just a lot of personality something that you can wear like i said throughout your entire pageant journey um to just kind of spice up your wardrobe yeah because who has time for a boyfriend when you're busy pursuing the crown no seriously goodness um, all right. So what are some of the, the things that they could wear these shirts for? And, and what gives us some examples of, I guess, activities that you would need to have a casual um, type of wardrobe? So casual wardrobe, um, there's a lot of opportunities, actually. So I mentioned a couple already. Pageant rehearsals, um, pageant kind of group bonding sessions that are more casual volunteering opportunities where you're not going to show up in your crown and your sash, um, but you still want to have like that pageant presence. Um, but also um, when you are out and about um, doing your pageant shopping, et cetera, it just kind of shows that you're proud of your journey and that you are a pageant personality. That's great. And I'm, the, I'm kind of famous queen status. That'd be really cute to give to an outgoing queen too. Oh my yeah. gosh. The perfect gift. I totally agree. Now, how much do the shirts cost and where can they get them? So these shirts, like I said, they're premium quality, um, so they're going to last forever. Um, They're only $15, free shipping, free returns, and you can get them at shop.thepageantplanet.com. Great. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to discuss the five pageant personalities you need in your corner to succeed. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. So, you've heard the phrase, it takes a village, right, Stephen? Yep. Never truer than in the pageant community is this the case. So, you need to have varying types of personalities um, on your team, in your village, throughout your entire pageant journey to provide balance, to provide insight and to provide support, most importantly. So I'm sure you could probably can think of some people that have been integral to your success over the years, right, Stephen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from every stage of life and every stage of my business. And that was one of the things that really appealed to me about pageantry, how it came with your own type of support. Um, the support group, the girl I was dating at the time when I came in, it was like she had all these people that was surrounding her, complimenting her, helping her be the best version of herself. And that's, I thought, wow, that's amazing. If everybody had that, we'd all be better individuals. Well, and they all bring something different to the table too. I mean, think about your own support for those listening. Like every single person that you love and it's in your corner, they're not all the same. They all provide you with different areas of strength that you can take and learn from. So we've identified the five key personalities that we think are the best fit for your tribe. Okay. So give us the first personality and walk us through like why this person is important to have in your corner. 
Yeah, so the first I think is a no-brainer and it's a cheerleader. So we think of cheerleaders even when you appear to be down and out in the game, like they are still positive and peppy and they are still like got a smile on their face. So they're in your corner. They know how to build you up. They know what makes you tick and what kind of holds you back. And for as far as an insecurity standpoint, this person loves you unconditionally and they see the best in you and they, they guide you to, to see that best through. Yeah. Um, and I think some of the qualities that you look for in a cheerleader, we kind of already talked about them, but like optimism, love, loyalty, selflessness. And I mean, those are like, you think pretty clearly it's your parents, your siblings, et cetera. Yeah. And there's always room for a cheerleader. And it's like, no matter how many people you have in your circle, when someone comes in and they're that true cheerleader, they do, they make you feel so much better about yourself, about your vision. They inspire you almost like refuel your tank because life has a way of beating you down and and, and wearing you out. Not necessarily that life is negative, but like everything that you do requires a certain amount of energy or giving of yourself. And these cheerleaders really come through, come in your corner and help to just re-spark that inspirational flame that helps you try again, go out and win another day. And I always think about grandparents when I think about cheerleaders because like, my grandmother used to see me compete and she, I w- if I wouldn't win, she would like, she'd be ticked, right? Yeah. Grandparents yeah. think their grandkids are perfection. So like sometimes, of course, those cheerleaders, they, they're not able to see the forest, forest through the trees because they're just seeing their love for you. And at the end of the day, win, lose, draw, you have that person and you, you need that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is why like the other personality types are also beneficial because a cheerleader, <laughs> they, they think that every Everything that you do is great and that's awesome, but you don't necessarily um, improve from that. But before we get into the others, it, tell us how does one find it and find a cheerleader? I mean, is it more of an organic approach or is it something that you can go seek out? So the cheerleader, you're right. When you use the word organic, that's the exact word that I would um, use to describe this cheerleader because with being a cheerleader comes with trust and loyalty because you want to know that their love for you is coming from a positive place. It's not something that someone might be using you to get ahead or they want to ride your coattails to success. Your cheerleader has like roots into your success and into who you are. So it is like I mentioned, family members, siblings, um, spouse, if you're a married contestant, your children, uh, if you're a married or a Ms. contestant can also be that kind of, um, that kind of unwavering support as like a cheerleader would be. Yeah. I think on the pageant planet staff, that's definitely Stephanie McGreen. Oh my God. She is like the queen of cheerleading. I mean, she is just everything is, Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. It's awesome. It's awesome. Her and her Minnesota accent. Yeah. And so so awesome. Yeah. And it, you know, like a good cheerleader, she protects the brand with ferocity. And I mean, if anybody does anything, she's like, oh, that's crazy. That's dumb. Right? I know. I yeah. love it. Oh, my gosh. She's she's great. OK, so that's that's the cheerleader. Now, let's go on to the next type of personality that you need in your corner to succeed. Who, who's the next type of person? So this is a major transition from the cheerleader. This is the business person. This person helps you see opportunities to grow your plan and your presence. Um, You can make a larger difference when you have a network. I was just with a coaching client recently and she was doing it all herself. Like she was taking in inquiries and questions from the public and she was navigating how to help them. And I said, okay, we need to find a way for you to partner with something that 
you can make a bigger impact. Cause if you get a thousand people wanting to work with you, you're going to burn out and you're not going to have the time. I mean, you're, she's a full-time student. Yeah. She has a job. You just, you just can't do it all yourself. So this business person sees what your goals are and they're able to help you connect to create a network so you can make a difference. And I just use like my least favorite phrase, um, make a difference. And I want to share why, because I've heard it so much recently. Um, so for the pageant girls listening, pageant moms, pageant coaches, make a difference is like the worst word you can use phrase you can use in pageant interview because anybody can make a difference, right? Yep. You see commercials like donate to the hungry, make a difference, feed the hungry, make a difference, volunteer, make a difference, be a mentor. So cut that phrase out of your vocabulary, find something that's more tangible and concrete. So that's getting off my soapbox now. <laughs> the business partner allows you to strategize and create that network to broaden your scope. Yeah, completely. Now, what's what's some of the qualities that um, someone can see inside of a business person? So are they innovative? Are they creative? Are they determined? Um, those are all things like they're able to see the big picture. They're able to kind of come up with unique opportunities. Many ways your business person might help you with your fundraising. So you might not think to walk to your neighborhood pizza place and say, you know, for a dollar of every pizza sold on this day, would you give it back to my program? So they're always thinking about ways that you can capitalize on opportunities and partnerships. So that's why innovate, innovativeness and creativity are very important. Yeah, and you don't most don't think that I need a business person in my corner when they're competing. But the truth is, pageantry comes with an expiration date. You can only compete so long before you age out or you win out. And to have a business person in your corner with the end goal in mind will help you use the best um, – or leverage your title for the best opportunities based on what your career goals are or your lifelong goals are. And so really taking that time, partnering up with someone, sharing your vision, thinking through your goals, and being strategic about things like your pageant appearances or who you're leveraging your crown to network with will pay dividends for years to come. It's like uh, my wife, when she was first starting in the nursing, she had a business mentor that said, no, you need to start investing money into your 401k right now when she was just starting off um, in in nursing and like part-time nurse at that. Well, she took that person's advice and the end result is, I mean, she never missed that money and she started it very early before she even started. And the ripple effect was like she, her 401k. It looks really, really nice because of that. So that business person, one little piece of advice can pay you dividends for just decades to come. Totally agree. And I love that example. Everyone should be starting with their 401k now. Yeah. As soon as possible. Or like, you know, if you're a business owner, there's, you know, there's other types of things, SEP IRA or just, you know, an automatic way to save money is what you need. Um, so yeah, that's regardless if you're making $10 an hour or six figures, if you haven't started, definitely do it. Um, so if you're looking for a business person, if somebody is listening on the other end, so well, I don't have anybody in my corner like that, how do they how do they find one? Yeah, so you don't need to they don't need to actually be a business person. I think that's important to state. Like they don't have to own their own business or be a CEO or a president of a company. They just have to have those skills. So is is there someone you look up to that's always on to the next big thing before the next big thing is the next big thing? Um, do you have a mentor, someone that you look up to that like has achieved the goals you want to achieve, both on a pageant and a business side? Um, teachers. I mean, my goodness, if you are a college student and you have a business professor 
why not share with them your goals and see if they'll have coffee with you or buy them a coffee, but you're a college student. So they'll probably buy you a coffee to be nice. <laughs> um, but like, think about it that way. Owners of businesses. Like, so you can have a business owner in your corner and then my personal favorite momagers, yeah. some parents just have that skill and that knack to see the bigger picture. Take advantage if that's your parent or someone, maybe it's somebody else's parent. Um, in your circle of friends that has those skills tap into those so they don't have to be business people by trade They just have to have the skills. Yeah, and I want to put in this disclosure because um, I get asked by girls Jesse, I'm sure you probably do too if mm-hmm. um, I will be their mentor and Anybody that's doing something big in life that they're up to big goals They pretty much have a full plate and so if you just come making a request a lot of times it's not that I don't want to help or it's not like the other business person that you're approaching doesn't want to help, but there is a difference um, from a girl who's just requesting, will you help me versus a girl who meets a particular business owner or mentor or a teacher and then looks to serve first. Because when you're serving with that teacher, when you're finding what their need is and you're helping them, you're organically going to get mentored by them because you're adding value to their life. You're being in their presence. And when you do that, you're going to get some of the drops of wisdom. I know all the mentors that I've ever had in my life, I've been in business partnership with them in one way or the other, or I've helped them expand their business. So because of that, I had just really great in-depth talks because I was in the trenches with them and then they organically became my mentors because they taught me things throughout the years. So just that little caveat there. And I would even build on that too. And I would say if you're going to reach out to someone to meet with them or kind of create that introduction, do your homework and find out what's something that they've done recently that you really admire and lead with that because those general requests like, Will you help me? Will you guide me? Those are great. But until you say, like, you have to connect with that person on the other end and really show them that, wow, this person has put the time and energy in to at least look at my background. So they'll probably put the work in on the other side. So just keep that in mind. But I loved that you kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so that's the first two. Cheerleader, Mm -hmm. business person. What's the third type of pageant personality you need in your corner? The most fun of all the pageant personalities, (laughs) Uh in my opinion, is the stylist. Um, cause gosh, I think every pageant girl's favorite part of prepare, preparing is their wardrobe and their hair and makeup. Um, so stylists, they just naturally have an eye for appearance, um, and they understand like the nuances of yours. Um, so they're not just good at picking things out, but they're good at understanding like your complexion, your hair color and style and your body type. Um, and I would just say, beware when you're trying to find the stylist of yours. Um, people are always trying to sell you in this industry. So you really want to make sure that you're connecting with someone, um, in a more genuine way than just picking someone who is right there in front of you, selling you a garment. Yeah. Selling you a garment or selling you their services. Like mm-hmm. You, you want to, in essence, see their work. You don't want to be their test bunny. Um, so you want to see that, okay, who have you dressed in the past? Um, or if you just naturally connect with their, their sense of style and you've seen their style in other people, um, things like that will, will help you tremendously. But I do agree with you that it's the most fun. And it has the most um, – it has the, can have the biggest ripple effect – on your career outside of pageantry if you start working with a knowledgeable stylist now because if you know how to dress for your body type 
dress for your complexion, style your hair, and you start to pick up those sorts of things, when you go into that job interview or you go to that networking event, the right outfit, the right posture, the right pop of color, it can really make you stand out and open up the doors of connections for you. I could not agree more with that. Um, I think, too, it's like you said, one of my biggest pet peeves is I see a shop owner or a pageant coach putting girls with totally different different body types, figures, colorings in the same garment. And to me, that just says, like, this person doesn't have a knack for styling. They just think they find what looks good, and they think it'll work for everyone, and it could not be farther from the truth. Um, so I would say the qualities that this person has to have not only be fashionable and tuned into trends, they also just need to be genuine and willing to put the time and effort in to understand you, your brand, and your style. Yeah, and most retailers are genuine. Um, I, I think you would agree with me, Jesse, but there are those retailers that are sitting on top of inventory that maybe they haven't been able to move for a few years and they see you coming and they're like, okay, this isn't our price point. This looks good enough. And so you might have those instances with those retailers that maybe try to push a particular dress on you because they like it and they want to move it out of their store rather than that's what's best for you, period. So um, not saying that all retailers are like that. And in fact, that's going to be the minority. So you really just got to trust your gut and make sure that you like it. So what are some qualities of these stylists that, that girls can look at? Yeah, like I mentioned, fashionable, tuned in, genuine. And you can find these people... Um, they're shop owners, they're designers, they're maybe they're fashion students that you know, sales associates in a store that maybe you've connected with, maybe they'll work with you freelance on the side. Um, and anybody with great taste, and I, I will say that with an asterisk, like they still have to understand the pageant industry because we all know things that work on the red carpet don't always work on the pageant stage. I mean, that sometimes that's not true, but oftentimes you just have to be cognizant of what is the system, what do they look for, and how can we properly position you from an appearance standpoint. Yeah. And I do want to take a moment, Stephen, because I know that we have a couple of like official retailers um, that work with us at Pageant Planet. So if someone was looking for this like stylist, I know we love all the ones that we work with. How would they be able to find those people? Yeah. So if you go on the menu at Pageant Planet and just click on directory, you're going to see everything from hairstylist to makeup artist to retailers. And you can find the nearest retailer for you uh, by just typing in your zip code and clicking search. And then it populates and then you just click the button, call them. And then since you're a pageant girl, what's if you're new to the industry, what's etiquette for retailers is that you make a more of an appointment for that. And the reason is from the retailer's perspective is that they don't want you to walk in on another pageant girl who's getting fitted for her dress. Cause that's like a, it's a faux pas or a, a no, no. If you see another girl in her dress before it hits the stage, it's kind of like for the bride, you never let your husband see you in your wedding dress before. It's very similar in the pageant industry. You, the first time everybody should be seeing that dress on that girl should be on stage. So that, that's why you want to make that uh, appointment. And by doing that with shop owners, they can give you that dedicated attention that you need. Perfect. Cool. All right. So what's the, that's the three. So we got cheerleader, business person, stylist. What's the fourth pageant personality that we need in our corner to succeed? So it's the pageant expert. 
Um, we all need one of these. And like, so this person has been around the pageant block. Uh, they know official terms. They know differences in the systems. They're kind of just like, they're full of fun facts about pageantry. Um, this person um, could also be your coach. So think about it from that perspective. Um, and it's important because if, you, if you're if you a newbie in the industry, you're, you're changing systems, you need someone to be able to go to to ask these questions. So maybe you're transitioning from round robin style interview to panel style interview. So you want to be able to have someone that you can trust that's been there, done that. They can kind of talk you through the differences and the importance of the differences to make your transition or um, your start into the industry a little more stress-free. Yeah. And I just like to stress that if you haven't won the title that you're seeking, I want to suggest to you that you do not know what you do not know. If you really knew what was holding you back, you would change it, period. For sure. And yep. it, that's where a coach comes in. That's where this pageant expert comes in. Whether you're working with us or not, it's it's fine. I mean, there's a lot of really high-quality coaches out there. Mm-hmm. If you don't know of one in your area, work with us. It's going to be, I mean, 25 bucks. You can get a 20-minute one-on-one session with Jesse. And that 20-minute one-on-one session can literally change your career and help reveal something that you never knew. And if you didn't want to talk to us ever again, it's totally fine. But for $25, you can't like, barely eat out now for $25. Bucks. So you know, <laughs> that, if you're really wanting to win that crown and you're not willing to like, invest $25 and 20 minutes of your time, you're not really serious about it. You're just not. So... You don't know what questions to ask because you just don't know what's holding you back. And that's why you're not winning. So I really want to encourage you. Again, whether you work with us or somebody else locally, it doesn't matter to me. I just want you to win the crown that you're seeking. So you got to work with someone because you're not going to win. The girls that win the big titles are the people who work and connect with that pageant expert. Um Okay, now I'm stepping off my soapbox. So <laughs> Anything this, we should rename this podcast to Soapboxes. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, like we just keep going on tangents. But they're, they're all great points, though. And even like to expand on what you just said really quickly, Stephen, is like you went at it from a preparation standpoint. And I'm going to go at it from a preparedness standpoint because pageants are a high-stress experience for everyone. Your parent, your coach, you as a contestant, like – it's draining and like you, everything has to be perfect. So if you get questions that pop up or unexpected things that pop up pageant weekend, it's going to throw a wrench in everything and it's going to stress you out. So this pageant expert or this coach that you're working with or whoever it might be is going to help you avoid those roadblocks to make the entire experience more pleasant, more seamless, and to keep you confident throughout. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So what are some of the qualities um, that are in a pageant expert that these girls should, should look for? Yep. Knowledgeable of the industry. Huge. Very important. They're transparent. So they're going to be honest with you um, about the different systems and the questions that you have. They're not going to say, oh, yeah, I hate this question. Oh, it doesn't matter. You don't need professional hair and makeup. And that could be for any system. I'm just using it as an example. But like, you know, darn well, when you get a certain pageants, like you need to have professional hair and makeup or else you're not going to place as high as you would otherwise. So like you need that person to give you the truth. Like they, they just spill all the tea for you. Um, so they're knowledgeable, they're transparent and they're involved in the industry as well. So they're able to like be up on, they're tuned in on what systems are going forward, directions, what trends are kind of happening. So those are the key skills and traits. Well, so if I go to get my car fixed, 
I am mm-hmm. not a handy guy. My dad is amazing, and that just that apple fell very far from the tree. Mm-hmm. So if I talk to a mechanic, he could talk circles around me, but he could be the worst mechanic on the planet because I don't know anything about cars, right? So mm-hmm. when we're looking for a pageant expert that's knowledgeable, how would you help the girl who is a newbie to pageants disseminate whether or not that expert is really knowledgeable or if they're just blowing smoke? So I think it just depends on their experience. So how long have they been involved in the industry and your particular system? How are they getting their information? If they're getting it like a telephone type system where they heard it from this person who heard it from this person, if they're that far removed from the sources, can be a little problematic. Um, so track record and level of involvement is very important. Yeah, because it's not even like, it's not always who did you coach that won last year? Because we even see that with the amount of girls that we coach, one year we'll have like a crap little winners. And mm-hmm. then it'll like, like last year we didn't have so many, but we had a lot of like top five places, whatever. But the girls just didn't win. They got first runner up, et cetera. So it's not necessarily like, did you coach the last miss, whatever? But did the girls that you coaching, do they consistently place really well? Because mm-hmm. if you're landing in the top five, you know what you're doing. Like if you're landing in the right. top five pretty consistently, you, you know what you're doing. So, um, yeah, just, just keep that in mind. All right. Anything else with that before we move on to the fifth personality type? No, I would just say beyond coaches, like they could be pageant directors. Mm. They could be like if you are a current title holder, it could be your pageant director as you move toward the national pageant or the international pageant um, or former queens in your system could also be great, exp- great opportunities for that pageant expert too. So yeah. don't rule out those other options. Yeah. And we see that like for pageant directors the Miss America organization, their directors are very involved in um, the local director training them for state and then the state director training them for nationals. Um, and the former queen. Yeah. What a great resource if they are not just because you win doesn't necessarily mean that you're a coach or an expert or you're a great teacher, but by interviewing that queen, if she is willing to sit down with you, or you know, in some cases he is willing to sit down with you, they can really break it down of like what they did and what they felt like they did well that caused them to succeed. Exactly. Cool. All right. So the fifth pageant personality that people need in their corner to uh, win is. So the fifth and final kind of encompasses all of it. This is the objective personality. So. Um, when I'm working with my contestants, we talk about the difference of subjective versus objective. Subjective, we know, is your personal opinion, your view on the world. Objective is someone that's able to see the big picture. So this person is very important because they cannot be afraid to be honest and they need to know you well enough to recognize your strategy and help you. They're helping you through the opinions that we mentioned above because you're going to get opinions from all different angles and they need to be able to help you disseminate Like, is this true to you? Is this working for you? And in many ways, like this person is the quality control. So you think about a factory and things are coming out like they're being churned out like in an industry, like a what's the assembly line for for instance. And someone at the end is checking to make sure everything's working properly. So this should not be the same person as your cheerleader. Like let that cheerleader be your cheerleader. Cheerleader is a hard word to say over and over, (laughs) by the way. So let them be like your outlet to complain about this objective personality when you disagree with them because you will get mad at this objective personality because they're the honest one. So you might go to this person and say, I love this gown. I found it. It's perfect. My stylist and I totally agree. And that objective person might say, you know what, like given your strategy, given your figure, like this is not the dress for you. 
And you have to be okay hearing that from that person, but you also have to recognize and respect the weight they're bringing to the conversation. Because again, your cheerleader is going to say you look great in everything. Your stylist might have a different direction based upon what's true to your brand. So this objective person is seeing it from all angles and really helping you make the most educated and overall positive decision. Yeah, and I might be tapping in a little bit of the qualities of the objective person, but there's somebody that typically their their personality is a bit more dry and a bit more methodic, where the cheerleader is like, oh my God, that's amazing. The objective personality would be like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> like that's that's yeah that's good is their equivalent of oh my gosh yeah it's amazing um so they're typically somebody that's not as emotional they're just more calculated they're more um they're more of an accountant versus a cheerleader or more of an accountant or a numbers based person than like a, a marketer which is a lot of flair so um quality so you help us break down more of the qualities so that they can maybe identify the objective personality a little bit better. So they have to be honest, like we already said, they have to be willing to tell you something that might be hard for you to hear. Um, but you want them to have a little bit of tact. So you want them to still love you. They just don't love you in the same way that the cheerleader loves you. Um, so honesty, clarity, they have to be able to, again, see things for what they are. And the third is I want them to be inquisitive too. So if they, if you come with this dress that you love, like we said, that your stylist loves, and they don't agree with it, they shouldn't just say, I don't like that, it's not right. They should be saying, okay, well, why did you pick this one? Or how do you think that relates to your personality that you're projecting through your brand? Or how do you think that works with the other pieces of wardrobe you've selected? So they should help you talk through where the inconsistencies are or where the disconnect is. So they shouldn't just be telling you, no, that's wrong. They should be able to walk through it with you to help you see how it fits in. Yeah, and so they're more of an attorney rather than an accountant. Totally. Yeah, because they're totally. cross-examining you and helping you see the other side of the coin. So mm-hmm. if you like it, they might like it too, but because they're objective personality, they just really want to make sure that you like it. So they will ask you questions that, again, if you don't understand their heart, they might seem more aggressive or combative, but really they're just trying to make sure that you love it. I mean, I guess another term you could use for this person would be the devil's advocate. Mm, that's great. I yeah. think that's probably more fitting than just them being objective is, okay, they're able to see like the full circle. Yeah. And and really like the objective personality, if you're fighting for a dress, sometimes that shows everybody in the room that you really do like it and that you really do feel beautiful. So mm-hmm. the objective personality, the devil's advocate, if they do ask you those cross-examining questions and you're like, no, no, I think this is like really it. I just, I really feel like X, Y, Z. And then like, okay, all right, that's good. Buy it. <laughs> Buy it, that's fine. Um, but they can also save you money too because they're like, you know, if they know of a better deal or they can, they can help you save you from that emotional buy. So highly valuable to have somebody like this in your corner. Um, where do they go to find somebody, uh, this devil's advocate? So this is also a pretty organic person to find. It could be someone that's provided you feedback in the past that you really connected with. Uh, it could be a personality in the industry that really doesn't have a horse in your race. Um, so they're not necessarily a coach. They're just kind of someone coming in and observing or like maybe, maybe it's a 
pageant photographer because they kind of see a little bit of everything. They see the styling, they see the different systems, they see how you're presenting yourself. Um, so you can find them in all different shapes and sizes. And I will also say some people will check more than one of these boxes. You don't need five different people. Like your cheerleader may also be your business person and your objective person may also be um, your business person, for example. So um, think about it from that perspective too. So someone might be able to fit one or more of these roles. Um, so that pageant devil's advocate, we're calling them now, I suppose, should really be someone that like sees it all and is not emotionally connected to it. Yeah, I, I like that point of clarification that, I mean, there is a lot of overlap, like stylists and a pageant expert. I mean, those two can go together and cheerless cheerleaders slash um, stylists can also go together. So there's a bunch of different combinations. I mean, we're all very complex individuals, so um, you can definitely be more than one. Now, if the girls like wanted, if they didn't have a pageant expert in their corner, I know that we talked about like the need for them to have a coach and they wanted to sign up just like for a one-on-one -on -one session with you or something like that, where can they go to do that? So they can learn more by visiting pageantplanet.com backslash coaching. And um, if you've been following Pageant Planet recently, you know we have been bringing in official coaches, et cetera, official partners. If you feel like someone more one-on-one -on -one in person in your area in maybe and complement to the VIP program and coaching, or maybe by itself, um, you can always reach out to us and we can connect you with those people. So pageantplanet.com backslash coaching. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the Pageant Planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for, for only $47. $47.